everybody. So we are so thrilled today to be together to be talking another two weeks or more even of animated news. It's amazing how quickly these segments come come uh, up. Like it seems like we just did it. It's been two weeks before you know it. <laughs> uh, but this uh, recording this on the 29th of October. So this is the animated news, both TV and film. Uh, that has happened in uh, the last couple of weeks since our last recording. And I'm Rachel and Jonathan is here. Hey, glad to be back. Yeah, thanks so much. And uh, so let's just dive in and talk about some of these. We have a very diverse group of stories today. And we'd love to hear your feedback in the comment section or on Twitter about any of these uh, stories. So uh, the first thing we're talking about is the box office. So uh, the only big story in the box office this week is Smallfoot, still hanging in there at eighth place. It has made $72 million domestic, $95 million foreign, $167 million uh, worldwide. And I feel like they have to be pretty happy with this. We don't know a budget, but I'm guessing it was somewhere in the 60 to 70 million dollar range uh, unless they way overspent uh but I, I feel like warner brothers should be pretty warner animations be pretty happy with this haul yeah i was i actually went to see it this past weekend for the first time i hadn't seen it yet i was surprised at how many people were in the theater like i was expecting an empty theater because usually when i go to movies this late I get the place to myself and I did not get the place to myself yeah. this weekend. So it's still apparently pretty popular. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm frankly surprised because I thought it was a mixed bag. Uh, I, I, it's just a very strange movie. I thought the musical it choices is. were particularly strange. The messaging was strange. Like I, I thought the, the lead protagonist character was pretty unlikable. Uh, he's, you know, trying to be this, kind of swindled people and i i, I don't know I, I don't know if i saw enough growth or change you know it's not like he's a scrooge type character or something like that um and i mean i guess somebody would say i guess the yeti is the real main character but but i'm talking about the reporter guy the the tv guy his mm. weird youtube song was so <laughs> strange and the whole message of the movie about kind of the noble lie that we tell people um but we have to be honest and and it was i guess there was something there but it just got really strange it was, yeah it felt like there was like three different movies all squished together yeah i agree weird thing that sort of worked but also sort of didn't work i mean i didn't dislike the movie i think i liked it but it was weird and i did like the world building i thought the whole iceland uh the way it all works and all the mechanisms that kind of flowed together mm -hmm. was kind of clever I, I enjoyed that the other we had a like one day release two day release whatever this last period um called mfkz and this that actually stands for something not safe for work uh it is based on this graphic novel and i did not care for it at all it did have some cool visuals but i thought that it's one of those movies that for me uh, some will claim that it's brilliant but i don't think that mashing together a bunch of ideas like it's the kind of thing that maybe feels creative but it's really just chaos like chaos 
is not creative to me. It's just chaos. And the story was just, it made no sense. Even the character designs made no sense. I knew going into it, it would be a hard R and it, uh, and it was, but it didn't do anything interesting with it. I didn't think it was just madness on screen. And some might find that stimulating, but I just found it exhausting. Yeah. It looked weird and not good weird. So I didn't have any interest in seeing it. And now that you have said you didn't like it, I have less interest in seeing it than I did before. Yeah, I know. It's it's too bad because there was obviously a lot of talent, uh, you know, thrown in there, but it didn't work for me. That's for sure. I really mm-hmm. disliked it. I had a hard time getting it up to even one star. I It was just not for me. Oh, well, what are you going to do? If anybody listening saw Smallfoot or MFKZ, let us know in the comments or on Twitter what you thought. Okay, let's move on to the news. We have the writers behind Crazy Rich Asians are going to be working on a Disney project with Asian themes and a female protagonist. This is Paul Briggs and Dean Welland. They're the directors. Adele Lim is the one who wrote Crazy Rich Asians. Right. And she's going to be writing the new feature. Yeah, what do you think about this idea for a Disney film? I'm really excited. I loved Crazy Rich Asians. I was surprised at how much I loved it. And it's like one of my top favorite movies of the year. And I'm excited to see what she's going to do at Disney. Crazy Rich Asians is an adult film, but I think she's talented enough that she can do something for all ages. And I'm excited to see what she does. Yeah, I'm definitely very curious to see what they do with this story. We haven't had a uh, sort of Asian themed story since uh, since Mulan. I thought they hit Moana out of the park. So you know, hopefully they will continue. Then next, Studio Ponic, who did Mary and the Witch's Flower, which actually was a pretty healthy hit uh, for an anime film. They have a short film anthology called Modest Heroes. This was purchased by G Kids, who are the best. <laughs> Thank goodness for G Kids. Yeah. And it- going to be released in january i'm really surprised that this is coming to theaters because i had seen some trailers for these short films and i figured we'd never get to see them because like how many times do like especially foreign short films come to theaters and they're putting it out as an anthology film that is so great i'm i'm really excited for this i really hope this comes to a theater near me so i can see it yeah it must be three pretty long shorts if it's if there's only three in the uh in the movie canini and canino life ain't gonna lose and invisible one of them is directed by hiromasa yonobayashi who directed when marnie was there and marrying the witch's flower so it's two crab brothers embark on a grand underwater adventure to find their father after an accident carries him far downstream so that sounds cute so next one life ain't gonna lose a very different kind of story eight-year-old shun loves baseball and to run only eggs defeat him with the love of his strong-willed mother shun faces the challenge of an everyday life threatened by a deadly allergy so that sounds good and then so the man wakes up one morning and goes through his day in a world where no one can see him but just when he seems to have reached his limit a momentous decision gives him the chance to reclaim his humanity and that's invisible 
I think that sounds really good. I'm excited. I really like the idea that they're doing one based on something so mundane as an allergy to eggs. Yeah. (laughs) And with the talent behind it, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. But it just, it seems like such a weird idea, but I'm excited to see what they do with it. Yeah, for sure. Then next up we have, there's a new Minion short to debut before The Grinch. Uh, So if you needed a reason, more reasons to not see The Grinch. (laughs) I didn't realize you were going to put the not in there. (laughs) Um, Just kidding. Uh, For some people that will be a reason to not, but other people, they're going to love that idea. um, Me, I'm just like... Eh, whatever i don't like the minions but um uh so it's yellow is the new black is the name of the short uh it takes place during the time spent in prison and spickle me three my only hope with this the ones the reason why i liked despicable me three better than minions is the minions part where they are in that talent show and they sing Seeing a, I'm the merry model of a man or major general. <laughs> that was funny. I laughed. The minions actually got me to laugh. And so, if they have more Gilbert and Sullivan singing, <laughs> then I might like this short. <laughs> but other than that, I'm very not hopeful. So we don't really have any other details about it. But there you go. I don't hate the minions the way you do, but. I feel like they're best in small doses and uh-huh. they get overused way too easily. Yeah. So we have the studio cake, the animation company, uh, entertainment specialists, um, cake lands production deal for Rovio's angry birds series. Uh, they're producing a new long form animated angry birds series that's aimed at six to 12 year olds and fans of all ages. <laughs> 2020 mostly 6 to 12 year olds yeah and uh we have the uh, angry birds 2 coming 2019 in the summer the the first angry birds i thought it had a lot of potential actually uh that wasn't realized they had some some decent jokes some pretty good animation but the problem was is i thought that the messaging got really strange (laughs) the messaging seemed to be being angry and cynical is actually smarter than being sort of dumb and gullible and nice (laughs) which is a really weird message for kids and uh and then also i thought that the adult humor that the attempts to interject adult humor were really bad and really off-putting and a waste of time in the story it made a drag and it's it's definitely my biggest example of when movies try to be the family film instead of just being for little kids like i'd way rather have something made for little ones for six to twelve let's say than something that is made for everybody there's a few writers that can pull that off but for the most part i think that it ends up feeling kind of wedged in and and awkward definitely with all the minions movies i feel that way uh and angry birds it was a great example of that where all of the attempts to be adult humor were terrible and you know it's like you can't please everyone and make a movie for every audience (laughs) but 
I feel like there's actually potential with Angry Birds 2. I'm more optimistic on it than maybe some because I feel like it would be really easy to just file off those few problems and make something that uh, is pretty decent. So I don't know. Do you have any any interest at all in Angry Birds 2? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe if I see the first one, but I don't care enough to look for it. So Can I say because- something? <laughs> Well, let me introduce you. So okay. we actually have a new co-host that has just joined us. <laughs> so Sol is here. Uh, and uh, so thanks so much for, for joining us. And oh, thank you for letting me be part of this. <laughs> yeah. So you, did you see the first Angry Birds? Yes, I did. Uh, I saw it on Netflix, actually. Uh-huh. Um, and it was, you know, I never was a huge fan of the actual game, but I was like, why not? I remember, like, people were like, why is there an emoji movie coming out? Why is there an Angry Birds? Like, and it came out to a time where the game was not popular anymore. Uh-huh. So it was a bit odd. But I watched it, and I did like some aspects of it. Some not so much. I think the yeah. music was a bit bizarre at times. Yeah. But it was an entertaining story. I can see kids enjoying it. I don't know if adults would appreciate it that much. It's okay. I didn't... I don't know if I would watch it again. Yeah. But there was some interesting <laughs> parts and the animation was was cool to see how they adapted a video game and created this backstory which i thought yeah. that was interesting that was the be- the animation and the way they incorporated the game was, qu- yeah. was pretty clever because it's sort of a weird game with the um, i agree with the catapults and stuff like that and so they did a pretty good job in doing that i agree and I, so i'm actually more optimistic than maybe others on the new one but did the first one do good why are they doing a second one it actually did do very very well are you serious yes they timed it i forget exactly what the totals were but i they timed it i think perfectly it was it opened uh, like either memorial day weekend or the week before memorial day weekend Mm. And that was very smart. I think it was number one at the box office the week it came out, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yeah. I would not have guessed that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So, and it was very cheap to make, too. It was Mm -hmm. like $35, $40 million. Oh, wow. Okay. They did did actually quite well on it, uh, as I recall. Don't hold me up if some of those numbers are wrong, but they did well. (laughs) So... All right, let's move on. So the next story is uh, that Warner Brothers is prepping for a Tom and Jerry live action hybrid uh, that this on Cartoon Brew, this this image they made of this Tom I and Jerry. I hope that is, image is fake. It's terrifying. It's it horrifying. <laughs> it looks horrible. So oh, it has to be fake. It has to be fake. It, it better be fake. <laughs> So that is this gonna be like? So is this gonna be like the Christopher Robin kind of like hybrid situation? I, 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 that's what I gather I from think it. So it, it, it might be a horror movie, and we just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it just says the plan is to shoot in the real world with animated versions of the familiar cat and mouse duo. Sources also say that since Tom and Jerry didn't speak and relied on physical comedy to draw laughs, this version will stick to that style and not cast actors to voice the duo. That decision should also help add to the international appeal of the film. I do like that idea. We don't have enough non-speaking animated movies. I'm still questioning why. Why is anyone asking for Tom and Jerry the live action hybrid? I'm not. 
it can't be worse than those atrocious direct to dvd whatever movies they've been making lately with tom and jerry so the reputation is already in the gutter the the tom and jerry meets willy wonka was just what are they doing it was i just don't understand why that needed to exist i don't know i mean i'm not excited about it but it might maybe have potential i'm not as attached to tom and jerry as i am to like sylvester mm-hmm. and tweety bird yeah. uh, <laughs> that's the kind of dynamic the way i see it it's kind of like oh look at all these reboots they're getting a lot of money let's do that and just because it works for some studios it doesn't mean it works for everyone yeah. you know mm-hmm. and like if you see for example what they did with the smurfs movie those with sony not so great you know oh. they cartoon and try to do a live action it did not work so well let's just say that so i'm yeah. curious you know but then you have christopher robin which i don't know the numbers exactly but when i went to see the theaters like it was packed with people so i don't know it's just a weird and strange concept for yeah. sure but that's what i thought of the winnie the pool like christopher robin i was like how they're gonna do that and i was like okay that makes sort of sense i can see that maybe it'll surprise us maybe we'll become a horror film who knows (laughs) yeah i mean i don't think anybody can deny that winnie the pooh is on a whole nother level as far as fandom and nostalgia and things uh but you you know i mean paddington was brilliant Mm -hmm. Um, that's true but you know i don't know i kind of feel like that was maybe lightning in a bottle as well but we'll see the, the writers and the cast and then We'll be able to make more of a determination on the quality of the movie. Okay, next we have the Enchanted sequel. Patrick Dempsey gives promising update on the Disney sequel Enchanted. This was from 2007, so it's been a long time in the running, the original film, and it's going to be called Disenchanted. (laughs) And uh, he said that we're in the process of working on the book, the lyrics, and the musical aspects. He says that he hasn't seen a script and hasn't actually signed up for anything related to the film just yet. And he hasn't ruled out reprising his role. So I kind of think maybe he doesn't know hardly anything about this. <laughs> but we've been talking about it, and I'm just waiting for them to go through the process. It's a tough one to redo, so we'll mm-hmm. see. So really, this is kind of a story of no story. I think the main point it. of this story is to make sure that people don't forget that it's coming. That's true. <laughs> uh yeah i love the original enchanted i think it is Mm -hmm. so funny and like this kind of satire can fall so flat for me i'm not a big fan of like shrek just that kind of satire wink wink look oh we did something from or we're making fun of something from a disney movie like it's just really blah to me but i thought that enchanted pulled it off because of the songs and because of amy adams delightful performance she was so good and i kind of looked at it as sort of the female version of elf you know where elf is about a you know basically a storybook character that goes to new york city and you know has all these funny experiences it's kind of the same way with enchanted where you have this female enchanted character and i think both of those movies work because everybody takes it completely seriously like everyone's playing it very real Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and also just the lead performances are so sweet and likable so it works and i think that this one differs from the shrek franchise in that it's more nice mm-hmm. shrek is more of like a, a lot more biting humor which <laughs> i don't have a problem with that I, shrek, I do find the shrek movies to be funny i don't love them but this one is more 
a nice send up of the genre rather than a biting satire. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and especially Shrek three and four. Ooh. <laughs> we don't speak of those. <laughs> yeah. I think Whoa. I saw those once and I don't remember anything that happened. I haven't oh. read I watched the first fifteen minutes of the last one. I was like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shrek three. I don't even know why I went to see it in the theaters. But I did, and I was so mad. I thought it was <laughs> terrible. For me, Enchanted is, like, such an underrated movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's so good. And, like, it, it's funny because it, it came out, and I thought, like, wow, the songs are so great, so charming. But you don't hear much about it to this day. And I think it's such a charming movie. Um, and so I'm interested to see the sequel. I mean, I don't know. I feel like... Is she going to be like, I'm tired of this life. I want to go. I don't know what the plot is going to be like, which I'm kind of curious. Yeah. My only flaw with Enchanted, because I love it. Yeah. Is that you have Idina Menzel in a musical and you don't have her oh. sing. Oh my gosh. I know. I didn't know who she was when I first saw the movie, but after I found out who she was and realized she was in that movie, I was like, why didn't she have a song? Yeah, that's madness. Maybe they originally had one and then they decided not to do it, maybe? It could I be. I remember um, listening to the Rotoscopers podcast and how they made fun of how she said romantic. <laughs> it's such a funny way how she says that. So in the sequel, they better have an Idina Menzel song. And oh, you yes. have so yeah. much potential to be funny with mm-hmm. her being Elsa, I think now. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. She just goes like, please just let it go. Yes. <laughs> yes. So good. Yeah. So we have yes. the animation studio Super Deluxe that shut down. Uh, I know. Full-time employees laid off. They did a lot of web stuff because I, I would see some of their content online. The, mm-hmm. bi- the big thing that they were working on was the Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared series, which we talked about a couple episodes ago. They were one of the studios behind that series. So now I'm wondering what's going to become of that series. I, I know Konako is still behind it. So there's still money behind it. Just who's going to be like doing the actual work because Konako was funding it. Who's going to be working on it? I don't know. Interesting. Then we have a new Disney Channel series coming out in spring 2019 on Disney Channel, this is not a streaming program, called 101 Dalmatian Street. Ooh. And this is going to be in, looks like sort of flash animation, kind of. I don't know. All we have is an image. Season one will be 25 episodes long with five episodes of 22 minutes, 20 episodes with two segments of 11 minutes. So there you go. <laughs> so do you guys watch any current Disney Channel cartoons, like the Mickey Mouse one or yeah, yeah. DuckTales? I Duck love DuckTales. Duck is a big one. Okay. Yeah. See, for me, I really, really dislike what they did with the animation for the Mickey Mouse one. I feel like Goofy looks like he's high or on something. It's <laughs> kind of disturbing for me. Fine character in that which, show. And like Goofy is like one of my all-time favorite characters. It's just I love the Goofy movie and all that stuff. So like seeing him like look so sick is like what? I, I don't get it. So and from what I've seen in this picture, the Dalmatians look not terrible, but they definitely look a bit strange. And growing up, I watched um, a lot in the two thousands the Disney Channel cartoons, and I remember them having a cartoon of yeah. the Dalmatians, if I'm correct. I remember, I remember that too. I don't remember if I watched any of it, but I remember that there was one. Yeah, I remember that Cruella de Bill would show up every now and then. I don't remember much of it, but I remember liking it and enjoying it. And the animation was very similar to the movie. Compared to this, it's more like, you know, abstract 
cute and like more cartoony. Very stylized. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I actually love the the Mickey Mouse show. I I get it. It is stylistically different. It's like I can understand that. Right. But I think it's actually pretty brilliant in the mm-hmm. way that it brings back some of that old school slapstick. Some of the mm-hmm. uh, I actually really enjoy it. But and I like Ducktales quite a bit as well. I did not like Tangled, although I understand why other people liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I just felt like they made certain changes to Rapunzel's character that bothered me. Mm-hmm. I totally um, agree with that. I didn't like her lying to 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 Flynn, to Eugene, uh, and that was just not her personality or character at all to me. Mm-mm. And so that turned me off. But I know a lot of people love it, and I can see why. It's just the animation is beautiful. Yeah, um, and it does have some pretty good songs. Mm-hmm. So they've been pretty successful. I thought the um, I only watched the pilot for Big Hero Six, and uh, I thought it was pretty decent. I liked yeah, it. So I, they've been I watched that one on the plane, and I was like, "This is kind of good." Yeah, I actually just last night started watching another one of those shows called Big City Greens. Oh, it was I've actually it. hilarious. Mm. I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna look into more of those episodes. It's not based on any other property. It's like a brand new series. I actually thought it was hilarious. Disney television animation has actually been doing really well. Yeah. I'm sure they have misses every once in a while, but the last few years, they've had a lot of good series. Yeah. Alina Vavilar is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping that this new 101 Dalmatian series will be good. It doesn't like initially jump out to me as something, Oh, I got to see that. But I will probably check it out because they've been doing so well with their other series. Yeah, I, I'll definitely check it out. I love 101 Dalmatians. The only thing I think is so weird about 101 Dalmatians uh, is that it has almost no presence in the parks, which is it's one of the most popular Disney movies. Like, why do they not have a 101 Dalmatians ride? It's so weird. And you never see Cruella at the parks, hardly ever. Well, you see her now more for Halloween time. Yeah, it's just so strange. I would think that, like, they need to get rid of that Roger Rabbit ride. Like, oh my gosh yes 100 you know, percent agree nobody goes on it nobody even knows it's there and put in a dalmatian ride it would be perfect be fit so for- cool and can be like you know the car can be like Krella's car and so like yes that'd be super cool oh my gosh oh, yeah. yes we should become imagineers <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great and then also all that era of like animation robin hood 101 dalmatian uh the jungle book yeah. all the, era is none of that in the parts and i do not understand it's so weird. i agree it's really strange and think of all the merchandising they could do oh outside of a 101 dalmatians ride hello you could have Sign me up. yeah yeah agreed okay anyway <laughs> <laughs> um we can make our pitches at d23 yes <laughs> um all right so next we have the first look at the playmobile movie and i forget what studio is making this i can't remember um but we got an image the thing about this is everyone's like oh the lego movie it was good maybe this will be good and not that you shouldn't be optimistic but i hate that because the lego movie had access to so many properties mm-hmm. and it had so much potential to be good as and talent a, behind it and talent behind it and so it they had this it wasn't just that they were like made out of legos they had this mm-hmm. huge pile of characters and settings and worlds and everything that they could pull off of they don't have that here for playmobile 
And sure, it could be good if the writing's good, like anything. Like you can make a movie about a pencil and a crayon, and if the writing is good, it's gonna be good. Like it doesn't matter. That's true. I don't know. For me, it's like I remember my cousin uh, grew up playing with Playmobiles a lot, you know, match with Legos. Uh-huh. So it's like, oh, maybe like there's this one group that has the nostalgia for it. Who knows? But I think what the Lego movie was so, I'm not a huge fan of the movie, just the humor is not my type. But like, mm-hmm. I do appreciate how creative innovative it was and like it, it was very surprising to a lot of people because there was a concept never seen before like we grew up playing with these toys it's kind of like toy story you know seeing those toys come to life was pretty cool what i imagine but is a playmobile gonna bring that new unexpected twist to it no because we already have seen that so i don't know it's gonna be hard for them to bring something exciting for audiences to come yeah. and see yeah i wrote an article a couple of years ago for rotoscopers called the lego movie excuse and how mm-hmm. you know it's like you'd hear oh they're making an emoji movie well the lego movie was good and i was just driving me crazy i'm like they had way more to pull off of they had way more like stop stop with the lego movie excuse <laughs> drives me crazy <laughs> anyway so there's going to be a vr short film in the virtual reality arcade and it's called cycles this from disney animation uh, this sounds kind of similar. They had a virtual reality short oh, last year. I can't remember the name of it. About a father and a daughter. And it was set in the car. And it was about oh, all their experiences together as father and daughter. It was really cute. I can't think of the name. I don't know. What do you think, uh, Jonathan? I don't know what to think. There's not a whole lot of information <laughs> out yet. So the virtual reality thing, it just seems like a gimmick to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I suppose it might end up being a big thing in the future. But I, I, mm-hmm. I would rather they make a regular short to go in front of a movie rather than one where you have to go to this virtual reality arcade to go see it. The virtuality one that I was talking about is called Pearl and uh, it it's by Patrick Osborne who did Feast. He it's really it's actually really sweet. So if you want to check that out it, it's a it's a good short. Anyway, yeah, it does it is a bit of a gimmick, but hopefully it'll be good like Pearl. What do you think uh soul about this virtual reality thing? I mean, so far I haven't seen much virtual reality where I'm amazed. I feel like the graphics are not so good, but who knows, mm-hmm. you know, being Disney, maybe they did something innovative and, and interesting, but I'm definitely not going to be able to see it because I don't live close to that area, but uh, for people who might go see that, it might be like maybe cool experience, but like you have you see so much like 360 videos nowadays, like on YouTube or like for promotions. I remember when The Greatest Showman came out and they did like a whole like video was 360. It's becoming a, a big thing, I can tell. Yeah. And we'll see how long this lasts. You know how 3D was a big thing and now it's kind of like not such a big mm-hmm. thing anymore. Exactly. So this might be the new 3D thing going mm-hmm. on. But I think uh, the hard part with virtual reality is that they still don't it's just not accessible enough whereas like 3d you know anybody those glasses are super Mm -hmm. you know cheap for for theaters to provide Uh, and if they were able to make them kind of disposable if there was a disposable virtuality if that was possible (laughs) then i think it would be a lot more reasonable right so we'll see okay next we have Disenchantment. We talked about Disenchanted. Now this is Disenchantment. Has been renewed for season two. This is Netflix. It's going to come out 2020 and 2021. I still haven't yet gotten to see the Disenchantment. I know some were disappointed in it. It got some mixed reviews. This is the Matt Groening fantasy show. 
but I'm still looking forward to watching it when I have a free moment. We'll see when that happens. I'll let you know. Um, but <laughs> TV is just so hard for me. It's just so hard to get that time. But anyway, do you guys have any thoughts about Disenchantment? I I've still haven't seen it, so. It. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I wonder why they're going to do a season two if you got like a weird perception. Yeah. It's probably one of those things that was right on the edge. Netflix hey. has been really supportive of their animated series though. Yeah. So I think that probably has something to do with it too. Mm-hmm. Plus Netflix does not release viewer numbers. So maybe it did really well as far as number of people watching it and that's not something that we're going to be able to know. Yeah. So I've heard that it has more in common with Futurama than it does with Simpsons. I absolutely love Futurama. So obviously that's science fiction, but just in the style of humor uh, that it's a little bit more than the Simpsons style of humor. So who knows? I'll let you know when I actually get to watch it. But what I did watch and loved is Hilda and it has been renewed for season two. Everyone should watch Hilda. It yes. was brilliant. It was so funny, so sweet, so great. I loved it. I love the animation. I loved everything about it. I'm so glad they're renewing. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite things of the year. Yeah, I just great. Oh, wow. loved Hilda so much. Mm-hmm. For me, I started watching it uh, because of you guys. <laughs> well, actually, John, I was like, oh my gosh, you should watch it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And uh, I started watching it with my boyfriend and he loved it. Because when I was watching it, it gave me some sort of, he loves like anime. And mm-hmm. so like, it reminds all these like mythical creatures. And sometimes even like the way things were animated, kind of like they were like slowed down. It reminded oh, yeah. me of like uh, anime. And I was like, that's interesting because and I also love like the, the color palette. I thought it was mm. very cool. I really like that. Story is like not necessarily, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not uh, a genre like, or a type that I'm interested in, but uh, he really liked it. Um, but I'm going to say there's many things that I did enjoy. I love how like the little elves are so into paperwork. That was super <laughs> hilarious <laughs> and super funny. Uh, but yeah, I've only seen a couple of episodes. He's already in like episode seven. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. I definitely, I'm really glad they're doing a season two because yeah. it's definitely something different. And I like that yes. Netflix is now doing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have talked about it or plan on the future talking about, uh, last night I watched the movie Next Gen from Netflix. And I love how Netflix is pushing all these weird concepts that mm-hmm. you don't see them on like theaters. You see like this basic for, for your, uh, formula everywhere. Yeah. So it's nice to see something different and, and creative. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really want to see next gen. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I definitely will. Yes, uh, I've um, heard really good things. I, I think what was so great about Hilda for me is that it had messaging, but it was so like subtle. One of my favorite parts of the first season is a scene where the giant steps on Hilda's house mm-hmm. where she's devastated. And then it just pans out and you see that Hilda has stepped on the little elf's house. Yeah. And she doesn't even notice it. She doesn't even realize it. And neither does the giant realize that she's stepped on Hilda's house. And mm-hmm. I thought like, that it was such a brilliant moment. Yeah. And you yeah. didn't even need any uh, narration telling you what to feel or how to absorb it. You just got mm-hmm. to think about it yourself. And that's what was so great because uh, I, I get so tired of shows, many, many, many shows now that have the little lesson at the end even shows i i love that i think are brilliant like the goldbergs or modern family or you know it's like they have this little like here's the lesson we learned today and i'm like i really don't need that i'm smart (laughs) (laughs) anyway i absolutely loved hilda and i'm so glad that we're getting season two yeah me too yeah 
Okay, next is we have epic announcement. We are getting a stop motion musical of Pinocchio for Netflix, directed by Guillermo del Toro, which Oscar-winning director. This is like, I just don't even know how someone could craft a more exciting announcement for me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what? We have Guillermo del Toro, amazing director, Pinocchio huge potential in that story stop motion which i'm like a massive stop motion fan and now musical (laughs) this is so exciting this has been in discussion forever and so the fact that it's actually happening and this is not a remake of the disney movie this is its own thing yeah story love it super excited diamond ring excited that sounds so cool and i feel like the the animation style for like you know sub motion for pinocchio just sounds like a perfect match to me mm-hmm. also the director choice yes love yeah. some diversity love and he's like a genius so mm-hmm. i'm so here for it it's gonna be interesting because you know how disney's also gonna do a pinocchio live action i hope people don't start comparing them oh i think yeah. comparisons are inevitable but i think this one's gonna be better Really? That's interesting. No doubt about it. They're doing <laughs> a live action remake of mm-hmm. the original Pinocchio. So like, we've already seen that from Disney. That's true. Right? This is something totally new. Stop yeah, motion. To see musical. The story will change for sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't probably sh- stick a lot closer to the book and the book was way darker. Yeah. Like oh. you thought the, the Disney movie was dark and it was, but the book was way darker. <laughs> I just want to know how they're going to do live action children turning into donkeys. Like that is going to be oh, horrific. No. Disturbing. <laughs> like what? Nightmare fuel. Like donkeys are really kind of weird looking when you think about it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like how are they going to, that is, yeah, nightmare fuel. That's right. Oh my gosh. Uh, we'll see if that one ever actually happens. I don't know. They We haven't gotten any kind of specific directors or dates or anything on live action Pinocchio from Disney, right? I don't know. I don't think so. so. No. Thank goodness. So Netflix is on a roll with this animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay, Netflix. Netflix. Is doing really great with their animation. I'm, I'm really glad that they've gotten into animation and they're supporting all the different directors that have ideas and like giving them free reign to do what they want. Mm-hmm. So next story in uh, 2020, we have a new SpongeBob movie coming out. SpongeBob movie. It's a wonderful sponge. And this is an origin story. I guess we'll get small baby SpongeBob. And uh, this is evidently going to be in CG animation, kind of like the sponge out of water, uh, out of water sequences. And it's going to have score from Hans Zimmer. Which a lot of people are like, what? Hans Zimmer. But they don't realize that he has scored many comedies, animated comedies, including The Boss Baby, most recently. Mm-hmm. He did uh, at least one of the Kung Fu Panda movies. I'm not sure about all of them. Uh, he's done actually a lot of comedies. It's not always the uh, da da that right. he does for all the years for Nolan movies. <laughs> um, I actually like both of the SpongeBob movies. I think they're both funny. Uh, they're bonkers, crazy, mean. <laughs> uh, like you had like, this time machine that took them to this land of dolphins in the last one, which was insane. But and you had this whole Mad Max scene where they're all like, 
And I thought it was really funny. It worked for me. I thought the out of water stuff was the least compelling part. And it was huge false advertising because that was like not even hardly any part of the movie at all. It was probably 15 minutes of the movie was out of water. And they made it seem like in the advertising, that was a huge part. And, right. uh, and so that was lame, but, and I, I wish they were doing ch- ch- the traditional animation, like the show mm-hmm. uh, instead of the CG, but I'm fine with this. I really like the first movie, the, <laughs> the one that is not CGI. Yeah. Second one I haven't seen from what, that's interesting what you were telling me. Cause I really did think it was all like the way it looked on the trailers, but mm-hmm. now I might check it out. Now that you tell me it's only like 15 it was, minutes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. from what I seen, the trailer just looked very, very weird to me maybe if i watch it i can get used to it but like it didn't like cut my attention also i saw spongebob the musical on broadway <laughs> and that was interesting so oh, it's interesting yeah. how to see how spongebob is sticking all over different mediums uh, this one i don't know i'm still not a huge fan of the whole making it cgi i'm not like oh my gosh i'm super against it that, but i think the original style style is so compelling and simple yeah I don't know if it necessarily looks well in CGI, but I'm not close-minded. Okay, uh, next story we have Courage the Cowardly Dog prequel series is allegedly in the works. Uh, this uh, was a show on Nickel- uh, our Cartoon Net- Network. Uh, it ended 2002. I don't know how you do a prequel series. <laughs> is, it, is it like a puppy? Is it like <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's like... The origin stories of how you became cowardly. (laughs) Before courage. What? (laughs) Gosh. This sounds terrible. (laughs) I don't want to see before courage. Like what is going on? No, X, I I reject it. It sounds terrible. I've never even seen the original series, so I don't really know how to feel it. But it just feels like to me another one of these. Well, it was successful back then. Let's bring it back. It's a cute Whatever. enough show, but before Courage is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> okay. Next, we have the original Team Titans will return for Team Titans Go versus Team Titans. I don't have any investment in either of these shows. I know they're very, uh, mm-hmm. the Team Titans is beloved. Um, this just sounds like a gimmick to me. I have no. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they're, I just, watched... they're very self-aware. Like, have you seen the movie? Like, they, they, yeah. they know. <laughs> I liked the movie, actually, a lot. I thought it was really funny. But mm-hmm. as far as this crossover, I, I don't... Yeah. I watched the original Teen Titans, and I really liked it. I don't have anything against Teen Titans Go, like a lot of fans of the original. I've seen a few episodes, and it's funny. I really did like the movie. I feel like the fans who want the, t- the original Teen Titans to come back are going to be against this. Uh-huh. But who knows? I probably will watch it when it comes out just out of curiosity. It's interesting how to see Teen Titans becoming so big now. Like now there's like, I don't know if it's Netflix. I don't know what channel is doing this. The Titans, it's just like a live action show. Yeah, yeah, it's got so much hate. Streaming service. Yeah, exactly. So there's, it's interesting how to see Teen Titans try to, you know, evolve but fail. (laughs) From what I've heard, that series apparently is way better than the trailer made it look and yeah i hear that but a lot of people are really really upset of like how they did the costumes and casting for starfire so i I had no desire to see it after i saw the trailer i might check it out because of what i've heard of the series but the trailer looked 
awful. It was terrible trailer. It was hate horrible. well deserved. That was awful. But yeah, I guess it's not as bad as they made it look, which whoever made that trailer should be fired. Oh yeah. The show is yeah. actually like decent. Anyway. Okay, next we have a, this is our regular feature on the Rick and Morty writers. It seems like every episode we have a story on a Rick and Morty writer or director or creator or somebody. But this is the head writer of Rick and Morty is creating a new animated Star Trek series called Star Trek Lower Decks, half hour animated sitcom that follows the supporting crew working on one of Starfleet's least important ships. So I enjoy Star Trek and I enjoy making fun of Star Trek like Galaxy Quest did brilliantly. And I know a lot of people hated, well, a lot of people liked the Seth MacFarlane one, but this doesn't really interest me that much. I don't know. I feel like what are they going to do that's new and fresh? You know, like people making fun of Star Trek for, I don't know, 50 years. <laughs> what? What else are you going to bring to the table? I don't know. To what me, the think? thing, it seems weird that it's like an official Star Trek series, but it's making fun of Star Trek. Because Star Trek is like serious, isn't yeah, it? Like weird. I haven't seen, I haven't watched much since Voyager because I was big into Voyager when I was a teenager. I watched that all the time. But I've never, I haven't seen anything of any Star Trek that shows me that it's supposed to be funny. I mean, so they did have a Star Trek animated. Series. Yeah, they did have a Star Trek animated series. But that was but the I 70s, wasn't it? And is it considered canon? I don't know. Like, I, I forget when it was. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't think that this will be canon. I can't imagine it being canon. What? I, that's bizarre. Who knows? I might check it out with out of curiosity, but I'm not like really excited to see this yeah do you have any affection for star trek uh, at all soul no <laughs> star trek? okay um i did like the new discovery show i thought it got way more hate than it was deserved i really enjoyed it but oh well okay next dreamworks film there's gonna be called mice and mystics uh the writer of aquaman but we'll see how that goes. Uh, it's, I guess, My Mystics is a role-playing game in which players are loyal to the king, but to escape the clutches of the evil Venestra, they have been turned into mice imprisoned in a seaside castle. They face countless adversaries such as rats, cockroaches, spiders, and the castle's house cat, Brody. No, thank you. I don't want to watch a movie <laughs> with rats, cockroaches, and spiders terrible this sounds terrible i don't know depending on the animation style i i think this sounds great actually like (laughs) a a fantasy movie with mice like i i used to love the red wall series on pbs when Uh i was a kid and this seems like it might be sort of in that vein i think it sounds like it could be a great idea i feel like you can do one you can obviously i love ratatouille brilliant Mm -hmm. i I like you can make many movies about rice about rice you can make many movies about (laughs) mice or rats like secret of nim brilliant but you can't have you can't have rats mice spiders and cockroaches (laughs) maybe if it's a cockroach like the wally one this is so terrible again you can have one yeah cockroaches (laughs) we'll see i think it's i think it has potential i'm just i think dreamers has i don't know i might be the only one thinks this but 
is going through a weird period. I'm not yeah. liking most of their films they release. I feel like they were such a huge, amazing film that were like always like, you know, Pixar or DreamWorks. You know, which one do you pick movies? And now it's like, they're so far behind. They do very mediocre movies. And I feel like their animation style has actually feel like instead of evolving, it's just gone worse. <laughs> I don't know how, but it, it's, I hope, I really hope they come up with something good and exciting. Maybe this is it. I mean, sounds a bit better than Captain Underpants. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I actually enjoyed Captain Underspent quite a bit as a comedy, but they have been kind of riding on the dragon and, and panda movies yeah. for a long time. And yeah. I feel like both of those are probably going to be tapped out. <laughs> so they're probably looking for the next dragon movie. And so that's why they're, they're probably, you know, looking towards this game that I guess people like. It's frustrating because it seems like so many projects that they ended up passing on mm -hmm. had so much potential and it's yeah. like why are you going forward with the boss baby when you had the mumbai musical when you had the uh um i think it was called larrikins project that sounded really mm -hmm. cool it was like mm -hmm. oh man they canceled yeah. so many projects that i was yes. looking forward to. it's frustrating okay. all right so we have how to train your dragon the hidden world trailer and i think this looks pretty good i'm excited for it uh, it looks epic. I think it'll probably be better than the second one, mm -hmm. uh, which I had some issues with, even though I liked it overall. Uh, for me, I love the first movie, hated the second one. Can I say spoilers here or no? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so for me, the fact that Toothless kills the dad is just too much. It's like having your dog kill your dad. It's mm -hmm. just like, you know, having the dad die, fine, whatever, but like not having Toothless be the one who kills him. I know he was not... Um, not himself at the moment, yeah. but it's still like, how can Hiccup be kind of okay with it? It's just to me seems yeah. very dark. And I'm here for like, you know, making films more uh, adult and all like that. But just for me, this felt very, very strange. And I just didn't like the mom. I feel like she was kind of boring. Well, I, I think yeah. the third one is going to be interesting. I, this new trailer that came out it was better, I think, that the other one like the the first one they released i think this one was definitely more interesting i like the i think the animation looks really spectacular they always have this on them they really have nice backgrounds and but the villain at the same time i don't feel like oh this is a great villain you know I, I, I don't know i think the best villain ever dreamworks has ever done it's um the um, what's it? remember in kung fu panda 2 the peacock, I absolutely I love was that peacock. Scary, but funny at the same time. Mm. But at the same time, it's like very evil and intimidating. Mm. With this new guy, I didn't feel that. But we'll see. I mean, I'm planning to see it. Is he going to have a beard or not? That's one I don't understand. There's some pictures he has beard on. Yeah. He doesn't. It's supposed to be five years after the second one. Yeah, I'm, I hope it's no beard. I'm team clean shaven. <laughs> but, um, I thought he looked good with a beard. I'm not a, I'm not a facial hair fan and I just not, not for me, but, uh, the, my problem with the second movie, even though I did overall like it is I felt like they gave the mom way too easy of a free pass that, yeah. Oh, you left totally. your family 
and didn't have any contact with them for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's be fun and like it was not. Di- it was not. They didn't dive into that near enough, and it was glazed over way too fast. And, and if it had been a man that had done that same thing, there's no way they would do that. Like Mm-mm. not even close. But because it's a woman, leaves her family. All of a sudden, like it's fine. Like they're fine. I didn't like that, and I thought that the whole thing with the alphas and the mm-hmm. like dragons getting hypnotized and they're being like it was very convoluted yeah but i love the flying i (laughs) love love flying the flying was amazing and it was really beautiful and overall i still it was enough there for me to enjoy but i do agree that it was i i think this one will be better i'm kind of excited for Mm -hmm. Um, toothless to fall in love like that would be cute some people were complaining about the design of the love interest saying that she looked like a, a snake or something like that i don't mind it what I she looks exactly the same but she's white like <laughs> <laughs> yeah to me but a lot of people were like against it apparently that's but, crazy yeah oh uh, but people anyway. are against the weirdest things sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> honestly <laughs> you're right <laughs> so jonathan what did you think of this trailer I really liked it. I love the How to Train Your Dragon series. I do I do agree that there was a lot of weaknesses in the second film. I still liked it. Mm-hmm. But I love dragons. I love fantasy and I'm I'm excited for this. I think How to Train Your Dragon is DreamWorks best series. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy Kung Fu Panda as well. I love um, that. But How to Train Your Dragon I think is by far their best series. Do you guys watch the show? On I've watched some of it but I I'm way behind. I haven't either. It's kind of a mixed bag. It's good, but it seems like it is more for little kids. It's not badly written, and it is entertaining, but I'm way behind. So it it may be (laughs) improved, and maybe it hasn't. I don't know. Okay, so we got our first teaser trailer for live-action Aladdin, and this is directed by Guy Ritchie, coming out, I think, next May. And I hated it. I thought it was terrible. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I... I went into it with an open mind. I really did. Mm-hmm. I liked, I have not hated most of these live action trailers, even though I hated mm-hmm. most of these. Um, the trailers have been pretty solid. Uh, and recently I, I liked Mary Poppins. I liked Christopher Robbins trailers. I liked, I, so I'm not like just some hater, but this was terrible. I could not believe how cheap it looked. I thought it looked like something from 2003. Like everything sure. looked so, why have a live action movie if you're not going to have it live action? Everything looked so fake. The dessert, mm-hmm. the dessert, the <laughs> desert looked <laughs> terrible. Oh, I terrible. thought it looked so fake and it looked like, what is this, a video game? Like, that's what i was thinking too when they do that shot of the cave of wonders i was like this literally looks like a trailer from a video game from like pc and it did not successfully tease aladdin at all no if i think 99 percent of the people watching this teaser want to know about the genie want to know what he's gonna sound like what he's gonna look like and Mm -hmm. you don't even have to reveal that because you want to maybe wait for the full trailer to reveal that but why not have like some like blue like dust or like a little hint of a friend like me just like playing it lead out like that would be really good or maybe just like a little sound of his voice like the beauty and the beast trailer was way better at like teasing and pretty much the the only reason that 
people I think like this trailer is because it like successfully uses music as nostalgia porn you know that like with people love the loud music and it has the loud music congratulations you did a good job with that mm-hmm. but like again i think if it had teased the genie that would have been way more effective i just thought it was awful i did not like it at all for me i was so disappointed because you know the choice of this director for me was odd because i think the oh. colors and aesthetics of the sherlock films were i feel like not bad but i don't know if they would necessarily fit with this film yeah and i was like you know hesitant so i knew i wasn't gonna be like mind blown but why is everything blue this is supposed to be like the desert everything should be like gold like and everything inside the cave i get it it's nighttime but everything felt blue it felt more like the little mermaid under the sea live action than Aladdin to me, you know, the beautiful thing yeah. about India and the Middle Eastern is just this rich colors of orange and great colors. And this one was totally lacking all of that. The Cable Wonders was so underwhelming for me, yeah. like so underwhelming. And I did like the, the shot of Yago going down. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool, whatever. But the shot of Aladdin, I was like, what is, why is his hair like that? <laughs> like one, just felt like a lot of people were commenting how he looked like, because he supposedly, uh, he was on the, um, on jail, and then he comes to the Cave of Wonder. And it's like, he looks more like he just came from a fancy party, you know? Uh, And a lot of people are complaining that he's wearing a shirt. I'm like, I don't mind that. Uh, Some people want it to, like, just the best and stuff like that. I'm Uh like, it works, whatever. But to me, just, like, a lot of people were also saying that the desert looks very Star Wars-y, you know, because Star Wars has those long shots and the music kind of slowed down and it, they felt like it was very similar to that. I was just so disappointed and the sh- I'm an actress. So seeing the Aladdin guy, uh, what his name is, I don't know. I think he's a great uh, cast for it. I, I follow him on Instagram. He, I think it's going to be great. He has the smile and everything. But on that shot, I was not sold by him. He just looked like, oh, just a lamp. I didn't feel this you know, his eyes bright or, or like amusement. He just seemed like, whatever, this is it. Yeah. And I don't know, it's just very, I, I understand it's a teaser trailer. They cannot be showing us all the plot, whatever. But I'm actually really worried about this. I've been actually liking the live actions so far. Um, I don't love them, but I actually do enjoy to see, okay, how are they going to take these characters and, you know, see them in human form. But in this one, I'm mm, I'm really worried about them, and oh. yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. I mean, I want to see Will Smith. What's gonna? He said on Instagram that he will be blue. That's something I wasn't sure if he was gonna just be him, and or I just still don't know if it's gonna be CGI or like um, what is that thing they did for Avatar? Um, I can't see. Uh, stop motion. Motion. Not stop motion, motion capture. Motion capture, something like that. Yeah. Or I completely agree with you. It looked like, what is this, Aquaman all of a sudden? Like, it oh looked my gosh, so yeah. blue. It reminded me of, like, <laughs> nighttime shots in, like, television. It just looked yeah. terrible. And I was just thinking, why have it be live action if it's not going to be live action? Mm-hmm. Why have it be live action if everything looks like computer graphics from 2004? I don't understand it. It was awful. Huge, epic fail, in my opinion. Yeah, I hope the next, I mean, the thing with Disney is like, I feel like they have very weak trailers for some reason, most of the times, and then they surprise Mm -hmm. you more. So I'm hoping this is the case. And yeah, what do you think, Jonathan? I thought the the trailer definitely did not incur my wrath the way it has you guys. But (laughs) I watched it and I was just bored. Mm -hmm. It just looks very dull. The color was so muted. I don't know. It just didn't look exciting. It just looked very boring. And I hope that that my first impression is wrong, but 
mm-hmm. from the trailer. It just looks dull and unimaginative. I was going to say, do you guys remember that shot where you see Agrabah from far away in the teaser trailer? Yeah. That looked like a dystopian, weird <laughs> thing. I was like, that's not the palace. Like, I don't want it to be exactly the same as the, the original film, but this looks so weird and like very cgi and like very dystopian and odd i just didn't feel like it fit at all it should at least look like it's filmed yeah location Mm -hmm. like i mean and he guy ritchie's king arthur was a train wreck like insane so that makes me super nervous but anyway we'll see uh last story we're gonna talk about is the initial screenings for mary poppins have happened and it got rave reviews uh, this is mostly from execs who like of course they're going to be giving <laughs> Mary their their big big release in uh December so it's not like exciting me that much but I have to say I feel like the trailers for this have been extremely strong yeah I think the cast is great I think mm-hmm. the fact that it's not a remake that it is a sequel yes with new music uh I think is is great i my only real worry about it is i was not a fan of the broadway mary poppins i know a lot of people loved it i didn't really like it that much um i know they went more off the book and i don't know i just didn't love it that's my only concern uh is that i have one recent version from disney that i didn't care for but i'm i'm really hopeful that i'll love it I agree with you. I think it's so great that this is going to be a sequel rather than a reboot. It would be such a problematic thing if they try to do the original one. Yeah. No way. I think it was very smart for them to be like, okay, let's just do a sequel. I think the casting is really good. Um, when I was watching the first couple of trailers, uh, my mom's her all-time favorite movie is Mary Poppins. And she was mm-hmm. telling me, like, I like Emily Blonde, but like, there's times that she was like, you know, Mary Poppins has like perfect posture. And at times Emily Blonde was like a bit you know, hunched and stuff like that, mm-hmm. little things like that. And someone I heard saying that it looked at times like Emily Bond was impersonating uh, Julie Andrews instead mm-hmm. of being the characters. And I could totally see that at times, mm-hmm. but I don't think she's a terrible, like, you know, mm-hmm. casting choice. I have uh, hopes for her. I'm excited to see it from, there's been the official trailers, but there's also been like little like sneak peeks I've seen mm-hmm. on Instagram and like YouTube. They're like new clips of like uh, songs. Because mm-hmm. on one of the trailers, you only heard her singing a little bit, but in and there are more there are new trailers now that you can hear more of the music, and I think that sounds very lovely. Mm-hmm. I love the animation for the two D stuff. I'm like, yes, bring two D back, yeah. <laughs> which yes. is great. And I'm excited okay. to um, hearing this good response of people. It's it's really nice. I'm really excited, and I think it's gonna be a great movie to watch on Christmas. Cause it's gonna be really like mm-hmm. charming and mm-hmm. it's a feel good film. So I'm very excited to see that Lima Miranda is a favorite of mine, yeah. and I'm um, I'm excited to see what he's gonna do. Which uh, I'm I'm just excited for this film. I'm not like oh my god, my most anticipated film ever. Yeah. My only question is who is Dick Van Dyke playing? Is he playing oh god, Bert yes. or is he playing a totally different character? I was I think okay. So if you remember the original one, you had the old man who ends up dying right and he had a son that was also kind of old i think he might be playing the son but I'm i not think sure. that that's correct so i'm pretty sure he's playing the son of the old guy from the first one i don't know would you calculate it's been 20 years since the first movie and say bird was like 30 in the fi- in the first one yeah he doesn't look 50 in this one definitely but <laughs> but 
Emily Blunt looks basically the same age as Mary well, Poppins. Well, Mary Poppins, she's kind of like a witch. Mary thing. Poppins like she doesn't, doesn't age. age. I don't think she ages. She doesn't age. Okay. Yeah, I just thought that's a little, just that might be a little distracting for me, like seeing mm-hmm. him as this other character. But anyway, I wasn't sure about that. I was a little confused, so. Yeah, and he's wearing the same costume as the bank people, the bankers from the first one. So that's why I kind of like assumed <laughs> that, mm-hmm. but yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think we covered everything. So this was really fun. Thanks so much for coming on and talking some animated news. Oh, thank you so much for letting me be here. It was so much fun. So um, where can people find you, Sol? I have a channel called Animation Geek. I will soon post a video I did with Jonathan, actually, talking about, Mm. well, ranking our top 20 Pixar films. Very fun. Great. And Jonathan, how can people find you? I'm on social media at John J. North, and my YouTube channel is called iHeartAnimation. I'm working, it's not going to be up for a few days, but I'm working on a video about Hilda, we were talking about before, and you can find lots of other reviews of all sorts of different animated films. I recently did one with Sol, we talked about one of her favorite childhood movies, Barbie Fairytopia Mermaidia. (laughs) Which I thought it, I thought that turned out to be a really fun discussion. So you can go mm-hmm. check that out if you'd like. Great. Uh, yeah, I'll put all that links in the description section to check it out. And you can follow me, Rachel's Reviews, all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube. So please put in your reviews on iTunes and let us know what you think. We really appreciate it. And um, we will talk again soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.